Do you love early intervention, but feel like you need more mentorship and information to thrive in this setting? We're here to provide a safe, inclusive community where we learn from and uplift one another. It's our mission to prepare students and practitioners to be confident and competent working in early intervention. Hi, I'm Amira Johnson. I'm Danielle DiLorenzo. And I'm Sarah Putt. And together, we're the real OTs of early intervention. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I always love spending my days or mornings with you two lovely ladies, and we just have such a great time. So yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. How about you, Amira? I feel the exact same way. That's exactly what I was going to say. I love kicking off my Monday and my week with you two. It's just always so much fun. How are you, Danielle? Same and in a good mood today because I have the day off and it's always great when you have a day off from work. Today, we are going to talk all things tummy time. I know everyone's always like, tummy time, tummy time, tummy time. It's like the hot saying for when you have a baby and you must, must do tummy time. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down some of the facts about tummy time, the do's, the don'ts. There's a lot of information out there. So what we want to do is we want to set the record straight. We want to put your mind at ease and we want to share with you some amazing tips and tricks about how you can start tummy time from day one. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Mornings with an OT Mom. My mission is to create a platform to empower, uplift, and educate other parents, students, professionals, and anyone else interested in all things OT, EI, schools, and everything else in between. If you would like to know more information, you can check out my website at www.daniellelorenzo.com. So tummy time. Tummy time is something that all new parents hear about from everywhere. You you type it in Mr. Google, it screams to you, you should be tummy time, tummy time, tummy time. And then a lot of times you have a lot of parents that are saying, well, I am doing tummy time, but they hate it. So now I'm not going to do it. And you have all of this information out there that can be so confusing, so misleading, and we want to set the record straight. So first, let me start by saying, yes, tummy time is so, so important, but it's important for so many reasons. It supports so many developmental milestones and allows the child to freely move and explore where their body is in that prone position that just supports so many things like head control, shoulder stability, arm strength. I can sit here and talk about tummy time for hours. So what we want to do is we want to really talk about why tummy time is so important and why you need to incorporate it into your day, but it doesn't have to to be displeasuring in a sense for your child, because we also know that a lot of kids just straight up don't like tummy time and no one wants to do things that you don't like to do. So we're going to talk about some fun ways that we can make tummy time just a natural part of your day and not something you feel you have to do or have to fit in. It really can just be embedded into your everyday life. So I remember when I gave birth to Luke and on day one, I just put him on my chest and I elevated myself and I was like, look, I'm already doing tummy time. And people were like, what are you talking about? That's not, you're just holding your baby. And I'm like, yeah, no, but it's tummy time day one. They're on your belly. So not only are you doing skin to skin, but you're putting your baby right on your chest and you're kind of elevating yourself. So the baby gets a real good feel of where they are in space in that prone position. And they're already trying to lift their heads up and do all these amazing things on day one. So 
It's something as simple as that from the very beginning that you can start to implement tummy time techniques in a way that still gives your baby that safety, that security, and also gets them used to being in that position once they've come earthside. So I was talking about earlier how tummy time doesn't have to be a thing you need to schedule into your day or feel forced to try to incorporate. It's something that you truly can embed into your everyday routine. So Amira, talk to me a little bit about embedding tummy time into your everyday lives. Early intervention we know is centered around the natural environment and we want to make our parents' lives easier. We don't want them to feel like we're giving them homework or an exercise they have to do at this point in time in this day because they're already overwhelmed. I've personally worked with so many new moms. I don't, I can't even count how many I've worked with at this point as being an OT, but also as being a certified newborn care specialist. And so I was there, you know, and I knew everything that they had to do, everything that they were worried about, especially our new time moms. So I never want to feel like we are burdening them with having to do something extra. So one of the things that I love just about early intervention, but specifically with tummy time is how we can just embed doing tummy time throughout their daily routines. So a couple of my favorites that I will always suggest is during diaper changes, right? Because they're changing diapers several times throughout the day. And that's a really nice time to do tummy time because you can do it right there, you know, whether you're on the changing table, if you're changing them on the table or on the floor, of course, supervising at all times if you're doing it on the changing table. But it's a really easy way that they can remember, oh, I'm doing a diaper change. Let me do five minutes of tummy time or two minutes of tummy time, however much that baby's tolerance is. Another one I really like is bath time because again, and that's something that they're naturally already doing and they can easily transition from the bath and then we're going to play on the floor for a little bit. So I think it's so important to just find out what the parents' daily routines are and how can you embed doing tummy time and doing those different exercises when the baby is already doing something that they're naturally going to be doing during the day anyways. And I've had the most success when I do that and the most parent carryover. And we can always tell when the parents are carrying over tummy time, because then when we go back in one or two weeks, we see that that tolerance has significantly improved. So that's definitely one of the ways I've had the most success in embedding tummy time in our family's daily routines. And I think you touched on a really good point there, Amira. And it's really about that embedding part into routines that are already happening. And that just applies to habit formation in general. And I think so often our families are like, wait, you want me to do this how often, how many times a day? And they get kind of stuck in more of a compartmentalized view of looking at the activities and looking at tummy time specifically, rather than this needs to be done. How can we get this to be done multiple times throughout the day where it doesn't feel like it's this added stress on them? And really, you start to kind of build those habits and you start to build those routines around some of these really important things that need to be done when the child is very, very young. And even when they get older, I mean, we talk about tummy time and infants, but tummy time is important across the lifespan. And a lot of us, you know, we can get a lot of really good benefits out of tummy time, even when we're older. I'm going to leave that there because we're going to stick to early intervention here. But I think one of the other really important things is kind of going back to that compartmentalizing view of it. I think a lot of people assume tummy time has to be done on their belly on the floor. And they're like, I, I've literally walked in and been like, okay, today we're going to focus on tummy time. And the parents are like, well, my kid doesn't like it. And I'm like, that's okay. We're going to walk through it and I'm going to educate. We're going to get there. And literally like the caregiver will pick up the child, plop them down on the floor on their belly. The child starts crying. And then they're like, see, I told you they don't like tummy time. And I'm just like, okay, all right, let's go back to the basics here. Tummy time doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's on the floor on their belly and they just have to sit there and take it and learn to develop, right? Quote unquote, learn to develop. 
And I think it's a lot of really educating and empowering the families to understand tummy time can look differently. It can look like what Danielle was talking about, being skin to skin on your body, slightly inclined or elevated. But there's so many other ways that you can really implement tummy time. So Danielle, I'll go back to you. Any other ideas, any other tips or tricks and strategies to promote tummy time in a variety of ways? And I love that you said that. And I just want to touch back on the daily routines because a lot of the times when we're looking at the kiddo's daily routine, we're able to pick out or identify maybe some precursors as to why they would be stressed out during tummy time. One of the biggest ones for me was that parents were trying to do tummy time very shortly after mealtime or when the child was hungry or after they've just had like this full bottle or they've been breastfeeding and then they're like, okay, we're going to put you down on the floor in like 20 minutes. And I would be like, oh no, 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 no. Imagine if you just ate a full meal and then we're like, go lie down on your belly. Like you're not going to feel good. So I always caution to say, be mindful that you wait at least like 30 to 45 minutes, even an hour, sometimes two. And it really depends if the baby has reflux. Reflux is a huge, huge, huge precursor to distress for tummy time. So if we already know that we have a child that does sustain some reflux when they are eating, we are going to want to make tummy time as pleasurable as possible, not just instructing the parent to put them right down on the floor, because that is just going to create all of that just discomfort for the baby. And then that's what they're going to associate with tummy time. Like I don't feel well when I go on my belly. So that's why really looking at the routines, it's so much more than just embedding tummy time within the routine, it also can give you such good information about the times that you can suggest to the family as to when to put the child on their belly or use some of these strategies that we're going to talk about now to help support tummy time. So my favorite is the good old towel. <laughs> I call it a mopine. That's what I grew up with, like a dish towel. So my grandma would always call it. And I would always just say, oh, take your dish towel, wrap it up and put them right under your arms or right across the chest area. And what that did was that gave the baby a little bit of an incline. So when they are on the floor, they're not flat on the floor where they have to really use their own weight to push up. You're giving them a little help because some babies need help and they need that little extra support that gives a message to the body and the muscles to say, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to just lift up a little bit more. And one of the things that I always like to tell parents, there's a difference between crying in distress and a little whimper cry. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, let your baby scream during tummy time. No, no, no. What I need for parents to understand is that there is this little cry of distress. Like, it's like, you could tell, like they're almost there. Like they're getting a little agitated. And then it's going to go on to this like full blown, like, I don't want to do this anymore cry. So what I always say is try to make sure that you're understanding the difference between the cries of your infant and of your young child. And then you really want to try to take the child out of tummy time right before they get real angry because you want to leave it on a positive note. So not only are just some little things like putting them on an incline, putting them up on pillows. I used to just have anything that has like an angle where they can just kind of dangle and put their arms in front and you're positioning them in that appropriate like quadruped type of style position, even though we're not expecting them to bear any weight on their hands or anything at that younger age, but it's just getting the body feeling that position, getting the hands underneath them, feeling what it's like to bear that weight and to be able to have that ability to naturally start to lift up their head. So Amira, what are some other techniques and tips that you've suggested to families to support tummy time when the babies just don't like being flat on the floor? So 
you know what I really love about tummy time is that it just encourages that socialization piece with mom or parent or caregiver. And I highlight that and I say, you know, we want to make this a positive experience for baby and also for you. So one of the tips I like to say is to just really get down on eye level. We know that babies love to study our faces. They find it very fascinating. (laughs) So it's awesome to have the mom or dad or parent, caregiver, whoever, to get down on baby's level. And that way, you know, you can encourage some eye contact. You can, you know, the baby can hear your voice and it's such a social experience and it's such a powerful way to bond. And I like to say that because, you know, a lot of new moms, especially are looking for new ways to bond with their babies. And so emphasizing the fact that tummy time is a great opportunity to do that is really nice. I also encourage them to use toys or use just, you know, if they don't have toys, that's okay. In early intervention, we're all about using what you have. So use yourself, make funny faces, sing a lullaby, different things like that that are going to engage the baby and engage whoever is doing tummy time with the baby. And I love that because I think people think you have to just put your baby on the floor for like hours on end, but you really just have to start off with a couple of seconds. I remember having a little boy on my caseload that his reflux was so severe that the minute he even knew I was even flipping him to go in that position, he would already start to scream. So our baseline was five seconds. And then when we went up to 10 seconds and then 15 seconds. So again, when we're thinking about times, yes, there are these things. If you Mr. Google, like, okay, how long? should my baby be on their tummy? Oh my gosh, they're not even coming close to that. Don't think about time like that. Think about it as what does it work for your baby? How does it work for them? So you start them where they're at. So five seconds is a long time, trust me. And you slowly can build up their tummy time tolerance. Another thing that is also really important outside of just the the parents or the caregivers, and this is something that I love when I have the opportunity to either have siblings or cousins or other kids that are around, I get them playing and then I will put the child that I'm working with in tummy time and they get to watch the other kids play and they, you know, sometimes like the sibling might like hand something to, to the kid that I'm working with and it's like just this completely natural and organic thing that's happening and all of a sudden the parent like you can watch the parents shoulders just like release from their ears and they see the child is happy they see the child is actually doing tummy time where they thought that they'd never be able to get their kid to enjoy tummy time and the siblings feel or the siblings cousins whoever the kids are they feel like they're a part of the session too and that they kind of get to show off their play skills and it's like this beautiful thing that happens and i just i love showing that tummy time is not just putting your kid on their belly and having them suffer through it. There are so many other things that you can do to really promote that learning, promote development, promote sensory. I mean, all these things that we work as as occupational therapy practitioners, so much of it forms at the at the root at the base of doing tummy time and it's so pivotal for so many of these other more complex more challenging skills and developmental milestones that they need to hit afterwards so it's much less worrying about the discomfort and the stress and everything but really encouraging there are so many other ways that we can go about getting here and look your child can And sometimes it will take time, but your child can actually enjoy tummy time. And I like how you talk about making tummy time enjoyable. And that's why you can really use a variety of toys and objects to make tummy time super fun. One of my favorite things is the good old mirror. Mirrors are amazing. Babies love to look at themselves. They are fascinated by that they're seeing. They're like, hey, who is this person looking back at me? This is awesome. So I always say to families, put a mirror in front of the baby. 
baby. Have toys that you put just above the mirror or anything that either blinks or flashes to get their attention to see if they want to look towards that direction. It's just something else to pay attention to rather than the child paying attention to being on their belly. Because if already, if they are distressed, that's all they're going to be thinking about. But if you're like, ooh, look at this mirror, look at this toy, look at the shiny toy. Even like, I love balloons too, because it's something that catches their eye that really in the earlier stages, like during that, like birth to three months, you're really looking at that. The visual system is starting to integrate. They're starting to be able to track and focus. And then between that three to six month mark, that's when you're really going to start to see those kiddos reaching out for those objects, bearing weight, shifting that weight from one hand to the other hand. So using these really fun, motivating toys can really support longer engagements with tummy time and also continue to support a lot of head and neck control and that prone extension and really getting used to bearing weight and focusing on something in front of them rather than just focusing on the tummy time itself. So I mentioned a little bit about some of the benefits of tummy time. So Amira, do you have any resources for early intervention practitioners that they can provide to their families to help support them embedding tummy time throughout their daily routines? Yes. So pathways.org is a phenomenal website and it has so much information all about babies' milestones and all of the different topics of development. And they have a whole page dedicated to tummy time that I absolutely love. It also comes with a handout that is great for therapists, but it's also great for therapists to be able to provide to families. It talks about what tummy time is, when they should start, how often they should do tummy time, and even gives some tips and tricks on different strategies to use if baby is not enjoying tummy time. So ways to make it more successful. And my favorite part is that it also includes videos. So I personally am a visual learner. So I really enjoy that they have these videos that you can either watch for yourself as the therapist, or again, you can refer to the parent. So the pathways.org, if you just look up the tummy time section, it will provide you with all of that amazing information. And I always tell parents, you know, when I give this resource, I just say, focus on frequency, not duration. Just focus on doing it as much as you can throughout the day. You know, I know that they have times listed on the pathways, but I really try not to get them hung up on those times. And again, just focusing on the frequency and making it a positive experience. So today we talked all about tummy time, why it's important, and squashed hopefully some myths about tummy time, how it doesn't really matter how frequently they're going on their bellies or what the duration is. It's really all about helping the families embed tummy time into their daily routines and to make it as pleasurable as possible for the whole entire family. Because we all know tummy time might not be the preferred activity for many young babies, but there are ways that we as early intervention practitioners can support the family to make tummy time a really fun and awesome experience. There was so much more that we wanted to talk about today. So stay tuned for part two when we really dive into the importance of tummy time and how it impacts the overall development of young children and why it is so important to start tummy time on day one. We want to hear from you. Talk to us about some strategies and supports that you have found helpful to support your families during their tummy time journeys. And you can reach out to us at therealots.com or on Instagram at therealots of EI. We're so excited you joined us today. Check out our website, therealots.com for more information about anything discussed in the episode. 
and sign up for our email list so you don't miss out on any of our awesome EI resources. And join our amazing community of students and practitioners to get your questions answered and learn from others working in early intervention. Whether you're in the car, on your lunch break, or signing in to your next virtual session, thanks for keeping it real with the real OTs of early intervention.